Does like, it keep you warm? Is it functional? It's, um, it's very functional. It's a ba- alpaca. You're going to get me started on a rabbit hole. Alpaca wool is the um, very lightest and the uh, even in wet, the warmest wool you can have. Better than sheep's wool? Better than merino wool. That's like the traditional. Merino wool is like the, the gold standard of wool. Yeah. That's what I wear when I hunt is merino wool. Yeah. Merino wool Maybe is I like, need to invest in some alpaca. Alpaca wool is not as commonly used in sporting environments. Like for hunting, for example. Yeah. But the cost is higher, so it's not it's not as easy for them to manufacture. Especially sometimes I'll I'll pack an alpaca uh, when I go hunting. So You'll take a whole or, alpaca. Or for, yeah, alpaca lunch and. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's good, Eric. <laughs> you got dad jokes. Yeah. Okay. Right. It only yeah. took two daughters in a couple of years. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, well, let's people get your yard sticks out because today we're talking about why we measure in CrossFit why I I actually kind of got this from a a member who was like you know I don't necessarily understand why people keep score or why at the end of class um, it's a thing where we all say what we got for a score and we track it and then we're supposed to put it in the app right Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of different reasons for a lot of different people but for me like the main reason as a coach and from just a methodology standpoint is that it creates a metric for you to track, right? It's a measurable way for you to look at your fitness and uh, over time, see how it's trending up or down or, um, and this is something that Levi's been, uh, you know, coaching me up on recently is, did you hit the desired intensity? And how are you gonna know that if you don't write something down? Yeah, I'd like to talk about, um, like one of the recipes for fitness that's commonly talked about in CrossFit is constantly very functional movements, high intensity. However, I like to reframe how we think about high intensity. I don't think intensity for intensity's sake is valuable, but rather desired intensity of what you're trying to achieve out of the workout. If you're trying to achieve a sustainable pace, then you don't want to just hit threshold and see what happens just for getting a high score on the board. But hopefully you, with that sustainable pace, which I think we should spend the lion's share of our time as far as maxing out our potential, by far the lion's share, that it should be repeatable efforts. Round one would be round two, round two would be round three, round three would be round four, however long it is. And you should also have some left in the tank in order for that to truly not being in an anaerobic, unsustained pace. Mm. So you should be able to hold some back at the end and not just be a pile of flesh to the ground if you're trying to get the best adaptation. And it shouldn't be, not even to, to the extent if we were saying perfect, it wouldn't even be round one the slowest, round five is fastest, be round one through five was the same mm-hmm. if we're getting the actual most out of it and i think that's important and maybe to distill that into like a simple if the, if this is right you can you know if not dispute it but that the highest score isn't necessarily always the best adaptation yeah right? absolutely 100 percent right yeah. yeah so like having like the fastest time in class or having the heaviest weight on the bar or something 
you might you might not benefit from that yeah. if you missed what you were trying to get from the day. If you missed the intended uh, stimulus, okay. yeah. right? And if I and I the way I look at it is I'm not using the score as something I'm shooting for. I'm I'm not I'm not connected or married to what score I have. I'm using it more as an observation of what I did with those prerequisites men. Did I stay within an aerobic pace? I look at it afterwards, not, not obsessing over it the entire time through. Mm -hmm. The difference is. And the other prerequisites is, and I think this is the highest priority, that's why I think we, can, it's, we need to be cautious over obsessing over the score too much, especially on the beginning. Kind of like CrossFit preaches, the sport of it is way at the top, right? But we need to focus on our quality of movement. We need to focus on our range of motion. And especially, I'm always envious of people that have a rock bottom squat. Rock bottom squat. Like they can get ass to grass in a squat. And then they, but then I, I'm like, you're squandering that rock bottom squat if you're not getting to it each time. Because that's functional in range. And if we have that available to us as far as quality positioning and we don't train that functional on range then we're missing out on a valuable opportunity because you're just trying to go fast yeah you're trying to do heavy weight you're trying to do fast it, it's not a, then you're, you're you're kind of missing the boat there mm -hmm. so we're, we're training for adaptation we're not training to just flounder around the gym together and if adaptation is what we're seeking then we want to train as much of that functional in range as we can and try and broaden that function what do you think with the, so one of the questions actually that sparked this idea of the subject was um, I observe in classes a lot when we retest, which we do, you know, you've had Eric, this running program for years that gets constantly upgraded. Um, and it's a double-edged sword because one of the big merits to measuring your fitness is that you can see progress from year to year. And then the other side of that sword is people get attached to having to beat last year's score yeah, and right. they're upset if they don't. Right. So it's like, uh, I guess, how do you view, you know, are we trying to just continuously year after year after year get better at the workouts themselves or are we training for just general increased fitness, you know, and health? Yeah, I think in the beginning, um, no matter what, if you're a kind of novice fitness enthusiast or you just started CrossFit, like the first three years, you're just like the first three times you repeat those workouts, you're going to see huge gains. And so in that aspect, that's kind of fun to see your progress. And then um, like for, for me personally, after doing this for 15 years or whatever, there's, and I'm a lot older now, there are a lot of days where I either don't beat my score or I'm pretty close to it. And, yeah. and so for me, it's more about like training for longevity now and I, yeah. me I measure and make notes like you know I was this was Resistant a long injury. week and yeah and just just I make a lot of notes and my measurements are more like how did I feel that day and how did mm -hmm. I move and I'll put my score in too but I also try to just make other markers as well right? yeah well when you start to develop um, in training age right like you're 15 years a couple decades in then you have to come to the realization, I might have had my last lifetime deadlift PR at some point, right? right yeah. Because I'm, I'm 38 years old, 40 years old, 45 years old, whatever. Um, there's going to come a point where you're not going to be as strong as you were when you were 25 and 30, right? Right. So then exactly that's when that switch trains to longevity. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect to be endlessly making PRs. We don't have an endless capacity to just gain strength forever and ever and ever. Right. So if that that considered, then you don't want to be disappointed if your training age is fairly high that you haven't 
gotten a deadlift PR in however many years. Right. Be happy with staying healthy and fit. Yeah. And even like when you're 25, you're going to recover well. So maybe you can almost hit it hard every day and really chase that intensity and like leaving everything on the floor. But then as you get older, that'll actually become a, uh, that'll negate your progress or you'll, you'll get less progress because you're just going to be running into a wall because you're not going to recover, you know? So, um, but yeah, that's kind of getting off the, yeah, no, it's still relevant. Um, when you were saying that one of the things that kind of like popped in my head is you're valuing different things instead of the time. Right. And right. I think it's a benefit too to the programming where a lot of times we'll have time caps or we'll use AMRAPs or we'll say at the whiteboard, like you should be trying to get 10 of these in a row, or you should be trying to finish this in 20 minutes or less. And the time domain or, or just keeping track of the time uh, will inform you if you scale properly too. Say maybe last year you didn't have to scale, but this year you're you know a little beat up from yesterday's wad or you're a little uh, less strong than you were at this point in the year last year. Uh, are you still in the correct time domain? Did you still hit the correct intended stimulus to work out? Even if it's different movements, you modified it or something like that. And I think that more so than just time, there's other very valuable metrics that if you pay attention to it, you can see victories everywhere, everywhere. But let's say you did the same workout. You got the less than you did the uh, year before as far as your, I mean, I'm sorry, you got a worse score than you did before, whatever that's time, whether that's reps, um, but you know you moved far better. That's a total victory in every yeah, way you look at 100%. it. 100%. Right? There's, if you moved better but less, less of a score, perfect, perfect, perfect. And in fact, to the extent of which, if I can see someone, well, quotation marks, for those of you just listening, I can see someone crush a workout, crush it, and if they just slimed their way through it, and there's a person that's over there just, I mean, they might be metaphorically taking their time, but they moved really well, I, I'm far more impressed with the good mover than I am the workout crusher, but moved so poorly. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, especially with a workout like Cindy, for example, where it's like gymnastics and body position, and like there's, you could, uh, a, someone's push-ups could be completely different than someone yeah. else's push-ups or air squats, and the, like if you when you started if your push-ups were kind of garbage and then as you get better at this your push-ups become just like you know gymnastically pretty and aesthetically and everything looks super solid on your push-ups but you get a worse score yeah you might have actually increased your strength and oh guaranteed increased adaptation because you're gonna get more for what you're training right So, so maybe your score of cindy got worse but your performance in your positioning was better and and adaptation was right. better yeah. Yeah. everything's better yeah. I've experienced this as, a, as an individual and I think most members probably could uh, empathize with this is we need to psychologically be able to remove what we view our tracking data from what a competitive elite crossfitter views their tracking data Yeah. right because we're not this isn't most of us this isn't our life you know this isn't our income this isn't uh, how we feed our families and stuff. So losing three seconds on your Fran time, if that's your job, that sucks. Meaningful, yeah. There's right. more value. Yeah, there's more value in those seconds. But if you're just somebody who's looking to get fit over time and stay injury-free and, yeah, definitely improve as you go, but maybe that three-second drop isn't as much of a right. – it doesn't have as much value or meaning. Yeah. Uh, and But if you think of yourself – or compare yourself as 
as uh, somebody in that competitive mind space, then you can get caught up in those things. And, and I have. Yeah, for sure, we all have. But the competitiveness can come with being c- compete with each other over moving the best, right? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right. You'll never go wrong with that. Yeah. Like I move. I don't. I like it. That's not ideal, but I would rather someone say, Did, "I move so much better than um, whatever the other person in the class," right? Yeah. Right. If you have to compete. Yeah. If 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 we're measuring, if we're having measuring contests right. there, then um, compete over your virtuosity, right? Yeah, and I, I mean this is. This is just my like uh, optimistic view. Is if you chase vers- virtuosity, you're gonna move. You're gonna beat somebody out anyway. And, and eventually, you more, you'll, you'll catch up. You yeah. have more economy of movement. You're gonna do mm-hmm. better anyway. Yep. You'll be 80 years old, moving well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you'll catch. Up. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, they'll be in a wheelchair, brown. Yeah. But I beat you. Know, in like, 1972. <laughs> I can get up out of my couch. So you right. can. Yeah, you're you better. win. <laughs> the yeah. ultimate smile is on your face. <laughs> when they're in diapers and you're I've over been, there changing. <laughs> I've been waiting 60 years <laughs> to rub this in your face. <laughs> You busted a whole man. <laughs> it's it's hard, man. Especially as a long game. <laughs> for like I with the younger people in here who are competitively mind, minded, like I empathize with that. It's like it's hard to look that into that timeline yeah, and right. see how what you're doing now is gonna like every rep that you do now is gonna influence your future. Yeah. In some way, good or bad. Yeah. Right. So you might as well do good reps. Yep. And so, worry less about your score. I mean, these reps are there to elicit adaptation anyway, these standards, I should say, for it. Like, we want to go all the way up, all the way down. We, we want to, uh, we want to, for a squat, we want to go down below parallel, at least, right? If you have a rock, more rock bottom one, then even lower. Um, but the same, the same, those parameters can apply to, which I like to use, is, is the breathing. That keeps us within that adaptation we want to as well. So you can just apply the breath. I mean, nasal breathing, there's a lot more into it. And I don't, it's, we're, we're risking me talking too long if I do this. But using the breath to stay in aerobic to an aerobic pace, which that will tell you which adaptation you're trying to get out of it and where you have the most room for growth. You can do everything from creatine phosphate to anaerobic to aerobic from there. You can do all the way from gain to sustain. All of those can be included in just your breath telling you if you start to acquire the, the ability to. And the awareness. Yeah, the ability and the awareness. Those go hand in hand um, that that's a, a powerful metric to tell you where you're at so then you can use the, the clock even more usefully to be like I stayed for example in a, um, a a hard nasal breath and I finished the workout when with with this time then it's more useful to you because you know you stayed within the adaptation of what you were trying to achieve and you you can see the score at the end but no attachment to the score yeah i think the longer you've been training the better it is to dive into that stuff too like in the beginning or i mean it's good to be aware of it at all times but in the beginning and if you're young i should say like you have a little bit more room for for pushing it and like really pushing the boundaries you know but um and like you're gonna you're gonna get strong almost no matter what you do when you're when you're so undeveloped as a athlete yeah yeah because uh, you adapt so quickly but um, but once you have been doing this for so long and the PRs are going away then it is it's fun to a just keep the interest up to dive into those like well those check really the box detailed, because that's and that's yeah. I, I, I imagine it's why well, not imagine I know it's more about training age than it is about age 
Yeah. Too, right? Right. So as your training age increases, then you have to be more mindful of all the details. Yeah. With it. And the other metrics that you can care about. Right. Like you're talking about, like maybe working in a zone two and like, hey, I that was a successful. Right. You know, it took thirty minutes instead of taking me fifteen minutes, but I stayed below a certain heart rate and I, you know, achieved the goal that I wanted to achieve. Or, right. But I think for measurements, what are what are some because CrossFit really the big thing that it brought to fitness was performance based fitness that's measurable and repeatable so um, we're kind of like almost talking about the unimportance of that but it also is important to to measure your progress to see if you're doing things right so like you know whether even if it's once a year with like the open or one benchmark that you just really like lay it all out and like and and try to max out you know that that test like it's good to test yourself every once in a while too and and that's that's beneficial as well um but i think those are those tests are what you should reserve your threshold for yeah exactly that alone right every day isn't a benchmark yeah Yeah, right for sure the open wad is a for all intents and purposes that's a benchmark especially if it's a retest from when you've done before right you want to you knew you were probably at threshold when you did it last time, so you're going to try to get to threshold this time and see how those compare. But right. if you try to do that every day with every wad that you did last year, it's yep. you're not going to see the growth that you want to from it. And you're going to very, very much increase your likelihood of injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ideally, in a perfect world, you can measure every day, but you should be training every day. And so, like, oh, maybe I ran a mile and I didn't go above 90% of my heart, my max heart rate. I did that exact same thing this year. I didn't go above 90% of my max heart rate, but I took, you know, 10 seconds off my time. And so that's, that's a good way to measure as well as like, like meta observing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. More, more of a wide lens on your training. Yeah. Like don't just beat your mile time because you have to beat your mile time, like beat your mile time because you've, your, your fitness has improved. Yeah. And I think it's a good point that you brought up there. We have kind of been bashing on the clock, <laughs> yeah. but there are a lot of good things. For, for me, like from a, from a training uh, standpoint, I like the fact that there's like an arbitrary judge of me. Mm-hmm. It's not another person. It's not my own thoughts. It's like the clock moves second to second regardless of what I do or what everybody else does. It's like an arbitrary thing, right? And so that we can use that as a tool to track our training and to see if we hit stimulus and all those things. But when we get like married to that, the outcomes, then right. that's where it can, you know, become uh, negative. I think the track, the problem with the, uh, not the track, the clock is that when we are arbitrarily seeking out times without meeting prerequisites, right? When we, uh, let's say we allow ourselves to get sloppy with our movement, and then it's not even an accurate measure anyway, yeah. right? So that's we're like not the getting, Cindy thing, yeah, right? The chin above the bar, for example. Or we're not getting to your standard, whatever your standard is. You're not having it the same way anyways. Let's right. say we start off toes to bar, then we start off three then we go to three quarters. What is that measuring? Right. You're just you're just doing a score just to compete with a bunch of other people who have no relevance to the individual. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like the standards of the open, that we try to keep those range of motion and movement standards all year round. It's like Right. Hey, if you're going to track this as an RX workout in Sugarwad, you should have hit these points of performance right. on every rep. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, there's the clock, but then there's also like your volume in the workout, your load, uh, 
you know, all those other metrics that we use for measurables in CrossFit. And I like the clock just because it's like, a, you know, it's an arbitrary judge. But there is those other metrics too. Yeah. Know? But it is all contingent on was the standard hit, was the movement right. quality, did you hit the intended stimulus? Yep. And it's, yeah, similar with like nutrition. You can, without tracking your nutrition or at least like measuring it in some way, it's hard to tell if it's making a difference because if you just kind of throw stuff at the wall um, and your body fat percentage goes up or down there's really no way to measure you don't know it you what know what works and what doesn't yeah so yeah. like i think any kind of it's just important to take measurements whether it's once a year or um every day and in, in other aspects it's i think measuring in general is uh yeah is definitely important it's invaluable it's the only way to from a scientific standpoint to have data that means anything right because if we were just like well that i remember doing that workout and it felt like this and i did this time and it felt like this but you don't have any numbers to put to it or you don't have any other notes to put to it right doesn't mean all that much yeah but i think that's what's helpful with like assigning an rpe to a workout Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then you know i shouldn't be going to whatever it takes to with reckless abandon just diving into the workout and see how it plays out yeah so then you know I should be I should be have some left in the 7.5 RP I should be have some left in the tank right so I, when I finish I'm not fully exhausted we have whatever Cindy I mean Fran come up and it's a 10 RP yeah Notice yeah I should give it my all and there's even <clears throat> there's even days where I'll be in class and like you know I might on other days keep up with this person you know if, if you are like someone that pays attention to other people like maybe like all right I keep up with that person regularly and we did Cindy and I the clock beeped and I walked around and yeah. just bumped yeah. everybody yeah, I was yeah. fine and this person's like they beat me but they're on the ground right. just writhing around yeah and so it's you know they pushed it really hard that day and so it's you know measuring yourself against others is is not good in that respect also because yeah. it's like right. who knows how uncomfortable they were and that's the autonomy thing too is like some days you need to self-regulate the intensity just because it says rp10 if it's not there for you today doesn't mean it needs to be an rp10 right yeah um the open so this is we're putting this out probably the week of the open right yeah so i think um as far as like why we would do it if we're talking about measurables one it does typically give you uh, one of those macro views of like last year at this time when I pushed the threshold what what did I accomplish and then you get to compare that to this year you know and then you also see people in your age group where am I in, in that people in your region where am I in that um, but beyond even just comparison with other scores it's it's really like for me more just you're part of the community you're part of the collective community you're doing the same lot as maybe a million other people on the same day, which is a cool thing, I think, with CrossFit. So right. if anything, don't don't just do it because you want to see where your score stacks up, but do it because it's part of, you know, it's part of being in a greater community. Right. And there's also, they usually repeat a workout every year, so there is that benefit to measuring every year. Like, I, the Open is probably the only time where I like, I like to really push it and get uncomfortable. Um, and like threshold beyond threshold yeah just maxing out because that's it's the one test a year and it's fun to just see like in a worldwide measurement where i am 
fitness wise, you know, and especially when you start leveling up, like I'm going to be in the 40 plus age group this year. And so that's going to be cool. So I don't have to like compare my score to the yeah. 20 year olds anymore. I think it's also to be mindful of like your experience with it too, right? Because yeah. you talk about threshold, but you can get closer to threshold while keeping virtuous movement right. while someone else it might not take very much. Their default movement pattern is not virtuous. Mm-hmm. Right. So they should, other people that's not as experienced and have high training age should be cautious not to try and hit that threshold. They should take it to the level they can still move right. well because they don't want to come out the other side of an open with, like, I've got a bum elbow. Yeah. Right. Right. And, yeah. And yeah. The, even, like, me specifically, I, I, even in the open, I'll never break down movement and mechanics and I personally don't like getting so uncomfortable that I'll throw up because I hate throwing up Um, but as far as me personally and then we gotta think we're doing this is exercise guys (laughs) we're not competing we're not going to the games or the Olympics this is still exercise at its heart yeah (laughs) and And this this gives me the thought too because this is slightly off topic but while we're on the open there there's more people that I'd like to admit who would do the RX open knowing that they could probably only do the first five minutes of the workout. And <laughs> I didn't miss, even think about this. <laughs> and miss the entire, basically miss the entire stimulus of the workout because, the first. because they want to have an RX score. Uh, right. I thought you were talking about because they knew it would be short. Uh, <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> I was thinking that never could like, just yeah. well, I'm no. only going to make it to the pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'll just stand there. Handstand push-ups are first. <laughs> but like, I don't know. This is a subject that's like, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to tell those people like, hey, you're not doing that, but is it right. better off to get a better training day in and just do the scaled version of the open workout? I think, yeah, yeah. I think for, for everyone in that, that falls under that demographic, it's all better for them to to uh, do something that they're going to have a, a volume of reps with, yeah. with well, because they're not going to compete in the games, right? And I guess it's kind of tricky too with like, you have to either do all RX like if you're if you're submitting scores in the open, you choose your you're the doing the RX open or you're doing the scaled open. You're not like doing one week. You're doing the RX movement and or the RX oh, workout really? and submitting it. And the next week you get to do the scaled workout and submitting it. I, oh, I thought you could way. like flip flop like one one or it used to be that way. Like should I do this workout RX? Oh, you can't like scaled? compare yourself for the workout. Because I thought sure. like one week one maybe it's double unders and wall balls and pull ups and you can do that and then week. Two, it's like a heavy squat snatch and ring muscle ups. So they have to that. wait that for if you did RX versus yeah, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. So they ranked it like the last place RX beat the first place scaled. Oh they, really? They ranked it that Maybe way. They do, do do it like that. Still. Yeah. I thought when you sign up, it's you choosing your oh, really? basically element scale or RX. We should look into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <there's laughs> Either way, it's like scale? yeah. There's a, a foundations they call it, right? So it's yeah. like if you're like in your first year crossfit, a lot of it is like oh, calisthenic and like very low intensity. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. They started that last year or the year before. Yeah. Um, and limited equipment. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But that was off topic from the measurables. It just it was a thought that occurred to me about the open, right? Do you yeah. want to get a training stimulus or do you want to right. just get a score that says RX on it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe there's a movement in there that you've been Depends working on. Depends on if like, you put it on your resume or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it comes out. <laughs> you know, some, yes, that is very important. Um, it was on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, for, I'm going to uh, be a CrossFit coach, so I'll put on the old, I don't know, I should probably made that up. Yeah. 
That's why Eric hired me. Oh, yeah. so, wow. damn, you got 300 reps on that Give me a raise, boy. That's kind of, yeah, that'd be like, or I guess if the person wasn't familiar with CrossFit and you put that on your resume, like, I came in 12,000th in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't care as much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I see that yeah. you came pretty far and in some race or something. <laughs> <laughs> He t- sounds like you did a race at least, but he right. didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People outside of CrossFit must have like, when we talk about stuff, they must be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can leave that where it lies, I guess. There's yeah. more there to dig into, but if anybody has questions on that, feel free to pull one of us aside. But yeah, measurables are good. I'll try um, and pull all of us all at once. Yeah. That'll be a task. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll end up like this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be talking about, like, shoes or something. Yeah. <laughs> they won't get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about breathing real quick. Yeah. Uh, so they can be – measurables are good. If you're married to what the number says, they can be bad, just like anything. Right? It's, how I guess, how you view it and what you value. And for, for all of us, I think it's a pretty, you know, resounding yes that you should be valuing your movement uh, quality over almost everything else. And I hope that it's not, of course people hear that and they go, yeah, yeah. But I hope that's understood, is that, that it, it really doesn't matter the score unless the movement is good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you could get a 500-pound back squat if you just call, like, bending your knees a squat. Right. Um, but it doesn't doesn't tell you anything. So yeah, move to standard. Move with you know proper range of motion at all times, and yeah. good mechanics. things. Good and mechanics yeah. and good things will happen. And that is the way to get fitter too. Yep, safer and longer. Yeah, and okay. it's cool. It's motivating to see your progress. Like if a workout took you fifteen minutes one year and you did the exact same thing and it took you 10 minutes like that's it's cool to see that your body yeah so again as long as we're hitting those prerequisites and we're you know right moving well all right